Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Andre Element. I'm Leif Diachwafe. And today, Marielena, she is not here um, because she is in Puerto Rico um, having fun. But um, I have here as a guest today one of my best friends from college, Juliana Bedoya. Woo here I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when I was I was like trying to find like a replacement for this episode, like because also Marilena's not here. I was thinking, who could I have? And also, I was thinking this person would be like the first guest, so like this would be like a place of honor. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Juliana's like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm like no pressure when you're like, oh yeah, first guest, honorable. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> but I want to have Juliana come on this podcast one because she is one of my best friends so like at some point if it wasn't gonna be for this episode it was gonna be for like another episode but in today's episode we are talking about like navigating college um and I wanted Juliana in particular because we both went to the George Washington University in Washington DC um so it's an elite private university um and <laughs> Joanna's like yeah uh so it's elite private university right and uh we are both women of color we both come from like immigrant backgrounds we both come from a different socioeconomic status than the majority of students who attend the George Washington University a lot of them like really like rich kids and we're not in that category nope. you know so and so in this episode I really want to talk about navigating college and the perspective of people who may be considered underprivileged people from different minority backgrounds socioeconomic status and I think we're also going to expand a little bit to on uh education in America as well and like what that means for people who are essentially like not rich white people right so if you're not like a rich white person then you probably realize or recognize or know that like your experience navigating like education especially higher education is a lot different than people who are considered privileged in this country so we really want to dwell on that today and just like also as like before I start, uh, obviously this is like our own personal experience, right? This is not the experience of every single person of color or every single person who's underprivileged, and right, and like that, people who may be considered on the underprivileged box is a very, it's not a monolithic group. There's many vastly different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we just wanna like put that out there, but we're just gonna be talking about like our own experience navigating college and kind of what that means. Woo-hoo. So, oh my gosh, Julia, are you ready? I am very ready. I am. I have so much to say um, when it comes to <laughs> GW. <laughs> I just, want, I, I think we should put this out there. So, GW kids, if you're listening to a GW, you know this. Uh, I had a I had a good experience at EW. Oh, yes. I liked it. It was great. It was my dream school. So like I feel like honored that I got to go to my dream school and like graduate and say and do all the things I did. But at the same time, you know, every university has its flaws. Every university could do better. Uh, and GW is no different. So like we might bash GW a bit, you know. And I mean, this is a reflection of every university. This is just our experience with GW. We obviously loved our experience. We didn't transfer or anything. Um, and yeah. but realistically, this is these are situations and 
problems that all sort of kids who are like us might be facing, you know, like with, with, um, it's not just a GW problem. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. It's not just a GW problem. And I think especially like, if we're talking about like elite universities in general, I think that's like an interesting experience. Not that it's like vastly different than like state schools or whatever, but it's it's an interesting experience. Sure. It's a little different. Yeah. So definitely agree on that one. All right. So first things first, Juliana, who are you? How do we meet? Why are you one of my best friends? Oh God, who am I? You're like literally throwing that to me. All right. Wow. <laughs> like explain like explain like at least like I guess the best easy way is like explain like your background. On a rainy day in Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> I actually oh don't even know if it's raining, but Bogota, it rains a lot, uh, so, but yes, I am originally from Bogota, Colombia, yes, um, I moved to the United States when I was like eight or nine in 2005, I grew up in Long Island, New York, um, yes, a very wealthy neighborhood, uh, with a really good school district. Uh, mm-hmm. However, as we talked about just before, I, you know, I do fit into the uh, category of uh, um, not the most privileged. <laughs> uh, my mom was a house cleaner. Uh, she was a house cleaner, and that's how we got to live in that neighborhood because she cleaned the house of these wealthy people, my classmates, actually. Um Anywho, fast forward to college, 2015. I ended up going to GW uh, because GW gave me the most financial aid. And that's just how it is. It's whatever school gives you the most money because that you, if not, you're, you can't afford an education if you go by whatever your preference actually is. Though I love GW, I'm not going to lie and say it was my top school. It was, it was my middle tier school. Didn't you get accepted to, uh, what's that art school? Is it Rhode Island? Yeah, Rhode Island School of Design. Yes. Wild. It's a very good art school. However, uh, they gave me not a lot of money. So, GW, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, all right, show me the money. And it was GW. And you're like, let's go. Oh, I see the money. Okay, I'm going. And then I had a, a very uh, interesting experience freshman year. And then it was in five. It was not until my second year finally that I met Leo. Leo Cadia Chuafe, my roommate, my forever. Roommate. Yes. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember the day? The first day we met. The day we first. We. I remember that we day. We talked about all of our like. Um, like POC people problem and also uh, our daddy issues and we're like oh my god we're gonna be best friends that's it <laughs> we sat we sat we sat in the floor like the first night we met mm-hmm. like we sat on the floor and like we just talked I think like two hours like oh, we yeah. had like a we, really like, barely went to bed yeah uh, wait do you remember okay earlier that day though oh yeah when you met you when you, yeah 
mine. Yeah. It was so chaotic because you were in the bathroom, you were har- uh, hurrying, and so I was like, "Oh man, I, I guess this person's like way too busy, way too cool for me." I, I also was doing, but also I was doing uh, CI. What was that called? Like uh, CI. I was doing GW orientation. Yeah. I was doing GW orientation, and you're probably not surprised if you're listening. I did do, like, I was a student orientation leader. It is not surprising. And I think, like, the day we met, like, you and your mom came, and I was, like, also, it was, like, in the bathroom. But I was, like, busy. I was, like, oh, hi. I was, like, yeah. I was very, like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I, like, left, like, five minutes after that conversation. Literally, because she was already running late. If anyone knows Leo, she's always running late. Always when, running late. But you know what? It's, um... It's POC um, uh, color. Uh, it's uh, what is it? POC problems. No, we got our own POC time. POC time. POC time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> Which is true because Leo Cadia and I, as a duo, were mostly late to anything and everything people invited. That's true. We were late to like try to get this podcast going. Too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Julia had to take a shower. She had to get ready, I have to and then like for you guys. Right, <laughs> and then like <laughs> be quiet, be quiet, and then like one o'clock came, like one thirty came, and then like oh we had like catch up to like be on each other's lives, yeah. and that was like another like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So like. We were supposed to record this like two hours ago, essentially, but here we are. You know what? We made it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's true. Um, so we kind of talked about like who you are, how you met, a little bit of your story. Um, but I we're gonna go back in time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go back in time to high school. Those those years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. High school. Yeah, high school was interesting because, especially. And I'm sure you could definitely relate to this. You know, junior and senior year is such a focus on, okay, college. And mm-hmm. for me and a couple of my friends who were not in the same economic status as the rest of our school, we were very concerned mm-hmm. about, like, school. And, like, how are we going to pay for this? Because, you know, being either directly yourself an immigrant or be in first generation you know that you you're always like unconsciously thinking about money and about mm-hmm. also the burdens that you put into your parents right you because they already brought you here and they're already doing so much you're like this is another gigantic like basically as expensive as it has been to raise me basically right right like apparently there's a stat somewhere that like like excluding like college finances like paying for college like the average like parent per child pays about like like half a million like from like zero to 18 is about like half a million dollars and that's not including like college so like that's another like probably for that, that's another like 70 grand where to like add on to like half a million you know exactly and no and like a year you know like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't. Ugh, college just so so expensive and I just and I remember like the you know especially when I went through my counselors they didn't really like have a lot of resources for me per se uh they didn't mm-hmm. let's say because no one's going to be applying to scholarships Besides, like, me and a couple of my friends. That's it. 
So like they we didn't have resources mm-hmm. to apply to these like scholarships or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I did have a mentor, um, and I met her through actually one of like the people that my mom used to clean the house for, uh, mm-hmm. because um, there. So this is like a queer community, though I'm not queer myself. Um, the the this queer community in the arts. Uh, ended up taking mm-hmm. me in, and and especially Anu Anam. She's a fabulous uh, artist uh, who lives on Long Island, and <clears throat> she opened up my eyes to what art, a career in art, could look like. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful to that because, especially as an immigrant and low-income household, you know see you know trying to think of a career in the art source and something that is not necessarily like the highest right which is like doctor lawyer right business person engineer you know what i mean exactly it's not it's not a an easy thing to envision for yourself and also definitely not something your parents envision for their child so right no no like immigrant parent no like parent of color really like wants they're like kid okay, I don't want to say every parent but they don't want their kid to be like an artist like not because they can't do art it's like being an artist like it's a it's a career path that's like not guaranteed right anything can happen whereas like and also like you don't notoriously own a whole bunch of money I think that's the thing too exactly and you know our parents already know that like as people of color as immigrants we're already gonna have like guaranteed certain setbacks and and certain disadvantages so like it mm-hmm. if we're we have a, a career that's already for the rich and wealthy mm-hmm. to do they just it's they know that just more hardship like more hardship right um right exactly but yeah that's that's sort of how my college experience went. And uh, not my college, my high school. Mm-hmm. How about you? I feel like, because I was going to say for me, I know my, um, I had like good mentors, I would say. Actually, no, I'm correct that. I did. I had a really good mentor, Dr. Washburn. Um, he was my law and justice uh, teacher in high school so I took a lot of just like career path mm-hmm. uh, in high school and he was really great and like the great thing about like Dr. Washburn is like he like understood uh being from like an underprivileged background so like he he's a white man but he didn't grow up like wealthy and he struggled a lot and like essentially like made a name for has made a name for himself in the community was a cop before um and then decided to go into like education and like do like a program like in the Fulton County school system where the school system that I was in um to like career pathways for students like in high school so they know what they want and like he has been an educator for like he's retired now but like prior to retiring for like two years ago he was in education like 20 25 years so like he has met students from like all walks of life and he's taught in many different like schools in the county and from different like neighborhoods socioeconomic status so he had like a very plethora of like knowledge of like 
how is like for students to like navigate college and he was a really really great mentor so I realized that if I didn't have him I don't know if I would have like navigated like college the same way or like that process um but I know for me I think it's like interesting because right when you talk about like high school like high school is like that big prep to college and I think we're gonna like maybe like elaborate on this more like a little later in the episode but like college doesn't like for me, the way I put it, college doesn't begin uh, the moment you enter. I enters the minute you start applying, right? And part of that is like resources, right? Like you have to like apply for FAFSA. You have to take the SAT, ACT, right? You have to also do like all these extracurriculars, right? You also have to do like well in your classes so like you can get to the school you want, right? Yeah. And then also at the same time, like if you're talking about like majors and whatnot, usually like you can change your major in college, but for the, a lot of students, you go into college knowing what major you ideally want to take, right? But high school, like, starts that foundation of, like, what is your interest? What do you see yourself maybe, like, studying, right? But, like, when it, ta- when it comes to, like, people, like, in from underprivileged backgrounds, like, you may not have all those resources to do all those things, right? Like, for example, like, ACT, SAT, like now in like 2022, a lot of colleges are not like accepted. Like it's like optional in a way. And I think that's really good because one, if you talk about standardized testing, right, that's not that's something not every school. <laughs> it's not it. Right, right. Not, right. Standardized testing is not made. It's not like made for everyone. It's not flexible, right? To it costs money to like take those tests. It's not it's not a fifty dollar test. It's like what, a hundred, two hundred? Like right. So like thinking about like all of the resources you have to buy, the books, the classes, because you know, that's another thing. Uh, with these things, uh everyone was in their like SAT prep class. I can't afford that. <laughs> right, right. As he's like, I remember I ended up taking the ACT prep class, but what I what the only reason I was able to take it was I like had some like kind of like financial like waiver. Yeah. Um, because I know like me and my siblings like were part of the like the free and reduced like lunch program Same. like at school. Yeah. So like so like I think because because we have that, we were like eligible to take like a free or like partially like subsidized like ACT. SAT class which was great but like if I was able to like have that and not everyone every student is fortunate to like have that right that's the class you have to take the test the the studying right and then also like I think another thing too is like FAFSA as well that is a complicated application right but I know for me I did my I did my FAFSA application I just had my mom sign exactly um and this is this is actually true for a lot of like children of immigrant parents um, and or maybe parents <clears throat> who don't feel comfortable with English um, mm-hmm. because the wording on FAFSA is not easy I'll tell you that it is not it is. it's not manageable it's 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 not coherent like inertly coherent per se uh, it's a lot mm-hmm. of mumbo jumbo and exactly you know how are our you know, working class parents who maybe I know for sure my mom is, you know, who was a house cleaner is not going to be going and seeing the, these vocabulary terms or these concepts. Right. You know, I feel like FAFSA, you can only do it successfully if you're an accountant. It feels like you have to be right. an accountant to, like, 
fill this whole thing out. And it's stressful. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, and, and you know that if you do something slightly wrong, it could mean you're not going to college because you won't have the funds to go. Right. And so also the thing about that is like, you know how they talk about like in college or no, you don't know, no, not in college. You know how they talk about like, we need to like teach, like give like, uh, like filing taxes. We need to like yeah. teach students like in high school, like how to like file taxes or how to do all that. I think we need like a lesson on FAFSA, right? Yeah. Like some schools do it. Not every school does that. Right. And like, it is complicated. It's money. Like if you do something like slightly wrong, like you say, then like that, like skew, that can skew everything. Right. But if you don't have access or you don't have people who can like tell you what to do or how to do it properly, mm-hmm. that is like, that's like major. Right. And I think it's interesting is like, we're talking about this in the sense of like, you did end up going to like a you were you did attend like a good school district yes you know and like I what is fascinating to me is I went to one of like the wealthiest school districts definitely in the like public uh because I didn't go to private school public Mm -hmm. private schools uh, uh sorry public schools public school districts definitely one of the wealthiest in the country I would say uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, these resources that you're talking about, like the SAT prep class, my high school didn't have that. Uh, or oh, because they assumed they assumed everybody will be able to afford it, right? Exactly. They don't teach it at school. They because you just get a private tutor. Oh, see, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who was that private tutor? My brother Nestor. <laughs> Shout out to Nestor. Also, Nestor went to Brown University. Yeah. I think we he showed that for the cool. record. He's like bitches. I am here to slay and slay only. Um, right. Shout out to Nestor. Shout out to, to my big bro, Nestor. Uh, I'll make him listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> See, but but here here's also the thing, and this is why I kind of want to like preface because this is also making me think of something, right? Like I I also end up going to like a really good like public school district right so like my my story of how I got to like where my family like currently lives is like we used to go to catholic school right um but then at some point uh we ran out of money we're going through a lot of like family financial hardships so we end up having to like leave the catholic school but luckily uh we we like ended up like the north side of Atlanta which is uh for like it's a pretty like well-off area um I think we were staying some friends for for a while and then we like managed our own but we ended up going to like public school and like I had like a great education um but I'm thinking about like all the same time though a lot of students were able to like access like private tutors or like pay for it so like the amount of like aid that was like given like in terms of like prepping for college not a whole bunch I would say there was not like there was a whole not that there wasn't any but not a whole bunch I feel I was able to like navigate my experience because I had like Dr. Washburn like he specifically like looked out for like the kids who like needed like extra help and like made an effort to like give us resources or direct us to this or whatever and then also what I'm thinking right now is like we say this as we're coming from like we end up going to like privileged like public schools in the area i'm thinking of like the students who don't live in districts with like 
the best public education. And that's a whole different experience. I know for me, like I mentioned, like I went to Catholic school from like, like kindergarten to like my you know, my freshman year of high school. And the high school that I went, the first high school I went to my freshman year, um, it was full of like a lot of kids, Catholic school, but like there was a lot of kids who like weren't Catholic. Um, but, and then some parents were like upset about that, whatever. But the thing is that it's like a private school education and like the area that we lived in, the public schools were not good at all. So you, if you were able to somehow afford to get your kid to a private school, you rather would do that, right? So that was that was the reason why it was full of kids who, like weren't really Catholic because a lot of people were like, look, we're not Catholic, but like it's a private school education. They'll instill them some good values, and it was a lot safer than like the public schools in that area, right? And so from then, like if you're able to afford to put your kid in a private school, you're probably able to afford to have some sort of access to like different things to help them get into college but like for kids who like don't live in good public school districts that's a totally different experience Mm -hmm. you know like they like that is where like there's not a lot of money going through right there's there's not a lot of money going through in the school district to like help them in general and like that's the part that's like really really messed up is like the process of college doesn't start freshman year of college it starts like the minute you get into like high school. Like high school is supposed to prep you for college. But if your high school experience or your surroundings doesn't prep you for that. And that for a lot of people who come from like underprivileged backgrounds, like it can like make or break like the process of getting into higher education. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean college, damn. High school. How let's how about we talk about like GW like now that we kind of like touched a bit on like high school what was your experience at GW because like keep in mind for people who like are listening George Washington University uh is an elite east coast university um and is a it's it's like it's full of like very wealthy people a lot of like international students universities in the United States it's, yeah, it's because the last time I looked, I think it was considered, like, top 10. It's at least top 20, if not on the top 10 list anymore. So it is one of the most expensive universities in the country. Um, and, like, I know for me coming in, I was very, like, oh, my gosh. Because this is the first time I saw people straight wearing, like, Gucci <laughs> shoes. Right, brands like like what's what's that goose? What's that goose jacket? Yeah, people wearing? Canada goose. I lo- I still <laughs> love that Instagram account. They it was hilarious. We had so. By the way, for there's these like super uber expensive jackets called Canadian goose or something like that. Canadian goose, mm-hmm. and they they're really nice parkas made with uh they're nice with, with I think fox uh skin and stuff like that. Which I, because yeah, oh. it's not the most humane or. Well, yeah, but that's true. But that's, that's not the point. Um, but anyway, they go on for thousands of dollars. It, we had this funny Instagram account because, especially by the library, you'd see people wearing them, and it's like I know, and it's not, it wasn't even winter, and they're already wearing it, and you're like. They're trying. They're trying to show off the money that they have. Exactly. It's like okay. It's fifty degrees. You don't need a full parka. 
like it's not that cool it's not snowing it's not snowing yeah i mean because they're like supposed to be like really good insulation for if you're a skier or something like that Mm -hmm. or you live up in canada hence canada name (laughs) the canada (laughs) but anyway my experience was really interesting uh especially freshman year um especially i think first with my roommates because all of my roommates were well wealthier white women um Mm. and from the get-go i remember like because gw is really competitive when it comes to work and resume building So, you know, I remember that first week where everyone was like, oh, my God, let's find an internship. And, you know, at that time, people were looking for unpaid internships that are like at the at Capitol Hill, the White House, Smithsonian's, because they could afford not to make money. But me, mm. I needed to make money. So Girl, I, got me that money. I work every year college. I worked at least like two jobs. Same. Uh, except for freshman year. Freshman year, I only had one. But then, I, I, I mean, like, immediately they're like, oh, my God, I'm working this glamorous job that doesn't pay. And I'm like, oh, I, I work at the library, and it pays me. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, somehow I ended up getting involved with a sorority. I was a part of uh, Phi Sigma Sigma chapter of at GW uh, before I went sour. <laughs> there's some drama i'm not i was i'm not a sorority but let me tell you i was a bystander to it all i got my tea um (laughs) yeah and our good friend cecilia was still in the drama and the in she wasn't in the drama she was in the uh she was in the i can't speak man it's like 25 it's like it's like no it's two it's 219 Uh, i woke up like Two hours ago. Oh my god. Anyway, um, yeah, there is drama with my sorority, but anyway, um, I joined the sorority, which you know I don't regret it, but it was, I don't know if I would do it again, just because it was a huge financial burden, um, and I ended up having to pay for it all myself with my the own my money that I made while working at the library but I also had to pay for my books and I had to pay for a lot of like my own living essentials um mm-hmm. so that was fun. <laughs> um I also felt and I feel like you definitely we've talked about this before um for me specifically it was interesting trying to find friends you know first I was with a lot of white people which I was used to with my high school but I kind of I did want to find a crowd of my own um that I would identify mm-hmm. so I you know I first then got close to the Latinos who like the international student Latinos and they only wanted to hang out with themselves and I was like okay that's great Mm-hmm. I am a very worldly person, as you already know. I I don't. She's culture. She's studying Korea. She can speak Korean. She can speak Italian. No, but like legit. Like I, you know, I don't. I want to have a diverse friend group so that we can learn from each other and from each other's experience. Mm-hmm. You know? It's funny, right? Um, like 
that just wasn't what they were looking for, which, you know, I, I was kept a couple friends. Then I tried, like, the, the people who were, like, born here Latinos, and I just, I didn't identify myself as much with them either. So it's kind of like, who am I? Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, I have, the same, I have the same experience, too. I Look, I try to give up, like, the actors, like, direct, like, who are bored the college they came here, I don't know, just, just didn't really make that. I try to get a bit, I, 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 had, I had a hard time with the ASA, but that's, like, another conversation. I don't know, I just, I just really feel like I did it. But also, like, I don't know, I'm an African born, like, in the States, and I don't know, my experience is different, so, but that's really beside the point. You're right. <laughs> anyway, so, um, we, okay, so we met um our second year our sophomore year mm-hmm. um and we we lived in that dorm for like two years just because it was the cheapest it had like yeah we had rats we had everything oh my gosh we yeah got her tall remember squeaky and, uh-huh. and uh speeding on settings good times okay but i missed though you know I hope they're well. Yeah, yeah. So we, and also, like, I remember Leoka, Dia, and I definitely bonded a lot over this. Like, again, like, we were taking usually, like, five classes, and we were working two jobs, maybe one that made money and the other one that was, like, good for the resume. Um, by the way, if you guys didn't know, um, Leo Cadilla worked in the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christmas, I did. Christmas party. I did. Oh, I did mention the episode, but I do want to do a shameless plug. Um, I did go to the Christmas. It was the last Christmas party of the Obamas. I did meet Michelle Obama. She looked gorgeous. It was oh my gosh, good food, guys. So. I did. I did some underage drinking at the White House. She did, she did. But from uh, from what I've heard, the the alcohol at the White House is just like on a higher level. I mean, it's an experience. I had to do it. Like, what's the next time I'm gonna be in the White House? Like, you didn't know that campaign. it not came spike, right? Actually, I did. It, I did, but then also afterwards, I had some champagne. So, like, I knew. So, I I knew. Yeah. I did. I knew. I didn't tell my boss like the next day, or like he was like, "Are you 21?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, no!" And he was like, "Yeah, that's what's up." And I was like, "Yes." He encouraged, and I was like, "Yes." But we do not. um, We do not encourage under uh, age drinking in this household. (laughs) (laughs) Take your responsibility (laughs) with people you trust and love. There you go. Yes. Um, Always have a good day, driver. Okay, we had some technical difficulties, but we're um, back. <laughs> yeah, no, and like... All right, what were we talking about? I also MC- remember our peers being able to do things that we definitely couldn't afford, like go to those fancy galas that the embassies were doing. Uh, mm-hmm. The only time I got to go to one of those was because I volunteered. To, like, here I am. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the French embassy, mm-hmm. literally. I and you know, let's oh and you. Mhm. Right. What? 
Yeah, like no pressure when you're like, oh yeah, first guest, honorable. And I'm like, huh? Uh, mm. Oh my gosh, actually, I don't think I remember this. I'm going to be dead honest, but like elaborate on the story. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anything. Uh. Oh, I now I remember. Now it's coming back. Yeah, I remember this. Oh, she was oh, awful. Nope. <laughs> Just fine. No, no, exactly. Um, you know, I feel like my experience at DW was, it was good. I would say it was, it was great. Overall, like, great. But I think in terms of, like, being a student who was considered underprivileged, a lot of it for me was, like, access. And now as I grow up and, like, in my career, I'm very much about, like, access for people, like, access to do things. Um, there was a really a lot of, like, I think accessibility is the word. One, we went to an expensive university. So like right off the bat, okay, like we do know going in is expensive university. We also live in one of the most expensive areas in the country, right? So like, you know, you know that like going in. So like food, $13 for a slice of pizza. Yeah, $13 for a slice of pizza. I found that somewhere. Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, like the pizzeria isn't down, but like at the cafeteria, the I food of the cafeteria was expensive though. And the way I we had so our to say. like the way and uh, GW like I think now is like changing it. <laughs> GW. Um, but <laughs> one thing that once again talks about access and like people who can't afford cannot afford. So the way GW had like their food system was like you had like a GW card, so it like was treated oh, almost yeah. like is your ID, but also treated like a credit card. And like every semester as part of your like tuition, you got put a set amount of like money for it. So let's say like and each year you're in, it will get less because the idea is like as you become more of an adult, like you mature, like you know how to spend money better. Um that's debatable. But <laughs> but let's right, that's debatable. But and let's I mean, say like your card has like three thousand dollars. And that this like just our experience three thousand dollars is like able to like for the whole year. For the whole year. Yeah. Um, so like three say like three thousand dollars like for the whole year. And that is able how you're like these are that's how you're able to like buy food so we didn't have like a swipe system like a lot of universities had like it was kind of like facing, a you know like debit like, card right so you got three thousand for the whole uh, year for example and like just you just use that problem. card that's until like, you like say. ran out of money and then you could also use that for like to like buy stuff like at the bookstore or maybe buy something you need on campus right which is all all great and dandy but like three thousand dollars goes by like super super fast you know what I mean? And it's not like a swipe system. So it's not like, oh, you swipe your car like five times and then you get a meal. Like you have to yeah. pay for it. Definitely and like food in our cafeteria or like kind of like lack of cafeteria per se uh, was pretty expensive. And you're able to use the food to go out 
into the town, but like DC is like really oh, expensive. Oh, so, like, Emma, you're like literally that, like, throwing that debit to card me? system. Well, it's not really great if you're not if you run out of money soon and you're not able to like put more money day. in, right? Because you pay this part of your that? tuition, so you're like you're paying tuition <laughs> anyway. That's part of it. But like once the money runs out, now rich. you have to take money out but of your own and like. A lot. I know when I would, like, but run yes, out of money, and, like, I could just go ask, like, no, my yeah. mom, be like, hey, mom, keep, like, another, like, $200 in. Yes, she didn't have $200 um, to give me, I right? I had to, like, pay for all like, of that, right? Nine, I had to, like, pay for my own, like, living expenses. So, like, I grew up in that is the part that's one of the things, like, brings up to me because I know talking to a lot of other students who weren't able to, like, afford to put more money in and you have to, like, ration, like, your money out. Like, and, like, one that, like, gets, like, budget skills, but, like, two, like, if you're like dealing with like you know, class the, and like you're trying to do extracurriculars, and we went to a very competitive of, university where like um, everybody was always doing something at the same privilege. time, like that's so <laughs> um, much to handle and deal with on your plate. Like uh, the last thing you should be like worrying about is like food insecurity. You know what I mean? When you're trying, when the purpose of going to college is like my classmates to like educate yourself so you can be like a productive member of society in your field of your choosing and like have the education. Like you shouldn't be worried about food insecurity. But I'm like, that's a big problem at GW and a lot of like students were saying like, hey, like you need to make this system a lot more like efficient for people who like can't just go to daddy and be like, hey, like give me like a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And so I like struggle with like food security a lot just because like the system wasn't is not was, really it was built. My the school tier. system is not really built well for people who are na- not able to like afford that, right? Um, yeah, Rhode Island School of Design, yes, which is a very good mm-hmm. art school, right? However, uh, they gave me not a lot of money, so GW, here mm-hmm. we go, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, show me the money. If you don't have, like, a, money. If you don't okay, have a proper kitchen to use, right? Um, and then I had a, a very uh, interesting experience freshman year. Then it was in five – it was not until my second year. Kind of oh, Trader's is cheaper. But the only thing is that, like, roommate, the car that we have can only go to Safeway, me. not to Trader uh, Joe's. The first day we met, we literally – we talked about all of our, like – um like poc people problem and also uh our daddy issues and we're like oh my god we're gonna be best friends that's it we're best friends mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah we like barely went to bed yeah oh yeah when you met yeah right mine yeah it was so chaotic because you were in the bathroom, you were har- uh, hurrying, and so I was like, "Oh man, I, I guess this person's like way too busy, way too cool for me." I right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, orientation. GW orientation. No. Right. And I actually, I actually do. Okay. Speaking of that, I think as of now, I think GW is like, I think they're playing out for like, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's that's yeah, something that is going to happen. But another thing that's interesting talking about transportation is like literally because so she DC, was already running late. Public transportation city. Everybody uses like access around. So you either yeah, use that, you or if what? you can't are uh, able to, you may use Uber. POC, but really, for um, the most part, everybody in the city uses uh, public transportation. Uh, 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 that uh, causes a lot of money over no, time, and that yeah, is not yeah. something that was like included in like our tuition, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, there wasn't like. Yeah. A co- like a which is true like, because for example i remember I, like I, what I american university did i think the year before we graduated which we wish gw had done done earlier is like they provided students with the option oh yeah if you so choose to oh, you yeah. can order like this like maybe it's like a 150 dollar fee for like this like metro card and you can use that like the entire <laughs> year right and that's great because like paying 150 up front is a lot cheaper than the amount of times you're going to use the metro because that causes a lot of money. Yeah. Right. You know what? We made it, and that's all that matters. Right. And, like, American University, I think they were the first university in the area to, like, implement that, but only, like, maybe, like, our third or, like, last year in. And, like, GW didn't, like, do that. And, like, a lot of the student mm-hmm. body was, like, super frustrated because it was, like, like it's expense. DC is already an expensive yeah. city. You already uh, are going to university. Cool. Yeah, paying money to go to the metro. Like a lot of times, like walked everywhere because like one it was and I'm sure you I was like, well, I'd rather walk this, than like you know, use the metro. That's like four dollars I have to spend, and like four dollars may seem okay, like college. a small amount of money, but when yeah. you're a college student. For me, already is like, it is amazing that you can not in the be in GW. $4 means a lot to you. You know, now like, we're very it's a lot. Now I'm like, okay, if I spend $4 on like, metro, it's like, fine. Like, like, I have like a paid job or whatever. But like, then like $4 was like $100 to me. So like, directly I could spend, if I could walk somewhere, I'll walk. You know that you're always like unconsciously thinking about money and about also the burdens that you put into your parents right right they already brought you here and they're already doing so much you're like this is another gigantic like basically as expensive as it has been to raise me exactly exactly like it's a lot and like another thing that's like coming to mind in terms of like college and this is not necessarily like gw specific but because i like worked in the white house this is something that like i'm super like i'm super passionate about like accessibility so let's actually let's let's just talk about internships in general um so obviously usually uh you get your internship maybe like your junior year at gw GW, we're crazy kids. So we're exactly. like, and low, we, and like, we start early, we do things. No. Everyone by their yeah, freshman year, so many people have like internships. Oh, it's just like a just thing. So, like so we're crazy and like I just, that. And um, I remember, like, but the thing about the, internships you know, especially when I went through is that a lot of them are really, unpaid, like, have a lot right? Of and a lot of this like you gain experience. Uh, say, and here's my thing. No I don't be to disagree, but I don't agree at the same time. Because like, so like they, we didn't I don't disagree because like you are just like trained. It's like an apprenticeship. I mean, apprenticeships get paid. Uh, You're luckily, learning, I, right? I so like, I can't like pay you just yet. But at the same time, though, the, like, the people that my mom. If I'm doing for, labor, uh, right? This is essentially like free because, labor that I'm um, doing to you. Like, sure, I'm so getting experience and it's like great, but like, I need to somehow like feed myself. I need to somehow like pay for my books and like my tuition and like. 
like especially uh, going to like going to school in a very expensive area right a lot of people like uh, I know like a lot of like my peers are in the same like and she same, opened like, up feet like in the same like, like maybe socioeconomic class like me and Juliana a lot of them like couldn't afford like um, unpaid internships because it was like yo I got like pay or if you had an unpaid internship then you also had like a job which is like what I did but the thing See, that, that gets me upset is like when you only have like unpaid internships right who are the people that can afford it usually like the white rich kids right because like daddy's going to put more money in their pocket or like everything's being paid for them already. So like exactly. they're the it's ones not, who get to have the cool a, unpaid internship that will help them in their career yourself. and then they'll have and all these connections and then they'll move forward and keep doing all these things. Whereas for the rest of us who are in a place to have an unpaid internship will keep being left behind. And like, I remember like, as I mentioned, like I work at the White House, but like mine wasn't, my work at the White House wasn't like an official, like the, it was not part of the official internship program. It was like a volunteership. So essentially it was like exactly. almost exactly like everything I did was the same as like the White House, like interns. Exactly. The and difference was like, you know, our parents I could like make my that, own like, hours. I could be like as flexible and like I was still able to like, go to GW and take classes like, and like do all those certain- things setbacks and, and work and so i right but like exactly but so like, like if, if you don't know how if we're we have a, a career that's already for the rich and wealthy is that they just it's right exactly and if you don't know how the white house industry program works uh it's i don't i mean Um, i think it's like a year yeah maybe a semester i forget um it's like a semester it's a semester semester long program (laughs) julia's like i don't know but it's a semester long program where also you get to like work in the white house which is a great opportunity it's cool but is a full-time gig it is a nine to five five days a week full-time gig so and like they don't provide like a stipend they don't provide money like if you are able to like if you get into the internship program which is great you have to like find your own housing um and like pay for everything yourself and like the thing about uh the internship program as i mentioned it's not paid so and if you if it's nine to five fives a week not paid who are the people who are going to be able to afford it people who have money who have the money and the time to not have to work for like four or five months, right? And like also at the same time, you can't do school at the same time doing the internship. There's no way that's possible. So you have to essentially take a semester off. But if you take a semester off like on campus, like to be a full-time student in most universities, it's like what, 12, 13 credits. But if you're taking less than 12 or 13 credits, you don't get the financial aid and you're not considered a full-time student, so you don't get the financial aid. And then also, at least in GW's case, you're not able to stay on campus because people who stay on campus are full-time students, right? So already, like, you have to find housing. You can't be at GW, which you're paying for housing if you're there anyway. Um, you can't take a full you – you're not considered, like, a full-time student. And that means you lose out on financial aid for that semester. You don't have a place to stay. You have to find that on your own. I – was able to do the volunteership program because one, I got to set my own time. Um, but two, I didn't have to take off a semester. I could still take full-time classes at GW, which means that I could afford to live in DC, right? And I could have financial aid to help me pay like my schooling in George Washington, right? Which is great and dandy. But once again, if you're not 
and I say that as like a privilege. I say that in the sense of like privilege because like I happen to like be living in DC. I also happen to like the campus yeah. of GW is like two blocks from the White House. So like I have just, yeah. I have not only do like, I just have access, right, to do that. But if you're not in that situation or if you don't have someone who can like pay a entire unpaid semester for you, who's going to be able to have those opportunities? Not like, you know, not like the minority underprivileged kid or the kid who like doesn't have a lot of money, right? Someone's got to pay for that. And I knew I knew I would never be able to do like the White House internship program, which sucks because a lot of people are left out. That's not it. <laughs> it's not it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so expensive. A hundred each. You're not thinking about like all of the resources you have to buy. Right. And so I think what's just interesting in general is like when you talk about Uh, with these college, also just the fact to be able to like go to college and afford to go to college is like a privilege (laughs) in and of itself. So even if you go to like a state school or a community college, whatever, that to get a higher education, to get a degree, that's a privilege in and of itself. So like let's just put that out there. But with that being said, once you get in, and especially if you yeah. go to like a traditional like university, you have to be able to like support yourself and your way in. And just for a lot of people, like the battle is like not getting in. The battle is like being able to like afford to stay in and like do all these things to get all these like high paying jobs and like succeeding your career. But if you don't have access, if you don't have aid, if you're dealing with like food insecurity, right. If you're not able to afford that internship, that'll like get you that, like that job on like wall street, for example, if that's exactly. what you want to do. Um, um, and this is, there's this already is like a lot of things, a lot of like, like children as a barrier parents, to you. Um, and like, I and, think that's the thing that like who, a lot of universities need to fix are um, doing like since we left GW, left GW, the wording like, I, there has been like several easy, changes in terms that. of like access for not, like, underprivileged it's not students manageable. It's, and like it's, it's not need coherent, and, like, aid, like, which is great. But I think per se, uh, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo, and you know how are our you know, that's also true, right? Who maybe I know for sure my mom is you know, who was a house cleaner is not going to be going and seeing the, these vocabulary terms or these concepts. You yeah, know, for I feel home. like, oh my so you can only when I go back to DC, I just like, just like, see if I can bring it, it like together and just like walk the halls. Just, like, <laughs> just like, fill this whole thing out. And it's stressful <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, and and you know that if you do something yes. wrong, it could mean All right. you're not going well, so to college. So we're gonna like kind of like wrap plans, this up you know? a bit, but I kind of and we already talked about this. Um, I don't know, like viewpoints on the current education system and how it affects uh, underprivileged students. I think we yeah. kind of like touched on it, but like I think, what is your yeah. viewpoints on like just the system as a whole? Yeah. Like not specifically with GW, just like. In general, in the United States. 
higher education or like access to get to higher education. Cause I have something I want to say, but. Mm -hmm. Yes. What is fascinating to me is I went to one of like the wealthiest school districts, definitely in the like public, uh, because I didn't go to private school, public, private schools, uh, uh, sorry. Public schools, public mm-hmm. school districts, definitely one of the wealthiest in the country, I would say. Um, however, these resources that you're talking about, like the SAT mm-hmm. prep class, my high school didn't have that. Uh, or mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't teach it at school They because you just get a private tutor. And by the way, you know who was that private tutor? My brother, Nestor. (laughs) He showed them hoes. He's like, bitches, I am here to slay and slay only. Mm. Um, Kind of true. To to my big bro, Nestor. Uh, I'll make him listen to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. I was just trying to ask for money all the time. I was like, I'm a poor student. <laughs> I was like, I'm a poor student. I'm just, I'm just, look, I need to make a difference in this world. And the only way to do that is to get this education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm scared for this tax season. I hope I would get money this year. I had to, I had to. Give a lot of money. I did AmeriCorps, so you know. Apparently, the, apparently, the, apparently, the reward I get is like taxable. So, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Ha <laughs> ha 
just no, I agree. And like my thing that I what I kind of want to bring up is I okay. So I saw this documentary on Netflix a couple weeks weeks ago. No, months ago. Sorry, it's 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 twenty twenty two. Yeah. Right. At some po- at some point within the past uh, twelve months of my life, um, there no there is this documentary on Netflix that uh, it talks about like the the college scandal, and I'm pretty sure I'll remember like the like the fa- right the famous parents the rich parents that like uh, pretended their kid did some like elite sport to like get into like a school right um, I don't know the lady like I'm pretty sure only got like like a month or two in jail yeah. which is like so. Not even, which which I just want to establish, which is so messed up because this lady literally like tricked like the she like falsified her daughter's documents so that way she can get into like their separate parents. So they can get into like this elite university, which they could afford and you probably you know we donate money look just donate a whole bunch of money to like usc for example i don't know maybe you'll get in right they like they just like falsified all these things and like took the place i mean took away the place of a student who was more deserving of that and then also at the same time what is really was messed up about that and i want to say is that a situation happened uh years ago where this kid uh this kid sorry this uh black woman uh i think was like high school she like said her daughter lived in a different area so that we she can go to like a nice public school and she got a heck of a lot of time in i think years right and i'm just like it's one of the most what's the difference here and like like why why does she like that's just messed up because like this she's literally trying to put her kid in a better school district sure what she did was illegal so let's like yeah Redlining, redlining. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Oh, my God. Look at Canada Goose. I, lo- I still uh-huh. love that Instagram account. They, <laughs> she went to the house. It was hilarious. We had, so, by the way, for there's these, oh like, God. super Mariah evil, Care, if you're listening. jackets <laughs> called Canadian Goose or something like that. Canadian Goose. And they, they're really nice parkas made with... Uh, with I think fox uh, skin and stuff like that, which I think is yeah, it's not the most <laughs> humane or. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they go on for thousands of dollars. It, we had this funny Instagram account because especially by uh-huh. the library, you'd see people wearing them, and it's like, and it's not, it wasn't even winter, and they're already wearing it, and you're like. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's 50 degrees. You don't need a full parka. <laughs> it's not snowing. Yeah. I mean, because they're like supposed to be like really good insulation for if you're a skier or something like that. Or you live up in Canada, hence Canada name. <laughs> the Canada wow. Name. But anyway, my experience was really interesting, uh, especially freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I think first with my roommates, because all of my roommates were, well, wealthier white women. Um, and from the get go, 
Yeah, see, I you see when you include everyone? Because like, GW is really really competitive. See, everyone's success, one person's success building? is everybody's success, okay? So, you know, I remember that first week where everyone was like, oh my God, let's find an internship. And, you know, at that time, people were looking for unpaid internships that are like at the at Capitol Hill, the White House, Smithsonian's, right. because they could afford right. not to make money. Uh, so, no, but yeah, me, and the... I needed so to that's make what money. I thought of. I thought like that documentary so, and like it, it talked about the scandal, but what I really it, liked and once I'll, hey, if I, I'll find it uh, and I'll include like, the freshman link freshman in like the podcast like description. Um, then, it really talked about how <laughs> messed up I mean, like, the process to get into like, higher oh education God, is and how like really it's like really made for like the wealth. I work at the library, right? Because like because you and then right like somehow I ended up. Get involved right with and like we talked about a little bit like earlier of, like in this uh, episode of like Sigma. right being Chapter able to take like, the standardized uh, test uh, right <laughs> doing all these extracurriculars having <laughs> to like write all like <laughs> like having to write all these like nice fancy essays and things like, like all of those things okay, right like you. i'm not saying um, it's impossible but like the yeah, way this system is built it's really built for like wealthy people because like if you can afford to have a private tutor or take a standardized test class if you can afford to take the standardized test if you can afford to do all these extracurriculars to make your like to to make you look good if you are able to like be like in a school system like will give you a great education anyway. and, like, help you in your studies, um, right? Like, yeah, not, like, a crappy, right. like, but teacher, anyway, right? People who support um, you and I give you, like, mentorship. I joined the sorority, which, you know, I don't regret right? it, which, but it like, was, I don't know if, if you I live, like, in a do it, public I guess, school just district, you probably, like, have a plethora of those or know where to find those, right? Uh, have people who know and people, I ended up having right? To pay like, for it, all it is easier to, like, get into college, not necessarily, like, it's just easier because you have all these access and all these tools to get in, but, like, if you're not part of that system, if you're not part of that class, then, like, it is, it is so hard, and, like, the documentary, like, really explains that, like, very well. I also felt... And it just sucks, right? Because I think the idea is, like, higher education should be accessible for anyone who chooses to pursue that option, right? There should be ways for people to be able to afford that, right? There should be ways for people to have, like, mentors, or if they don't have a mentor in their specific area, have access to go to a mentor or someone who can get them that. But, like, it is, like, not easy to do that. And, like, that, I think, is one of the biggest things that separates, like, the higher, like, the upper class from, like, the middle, lower, middle, like, poor class. It's, like, that whole, like, separation of, like, education, right? And then and also then it happens then like then yeah, the people like, were like, like I leading, you know I don't I want to have like, a diverse society friend group so that we you know, can not everyone has a chance from each other right experience, so you know? it's fine you know um yeah like <laughs> no we are not I uh, what they were looking for which you know I, I just kept a couple friends then I tried like the the people who were like born here Latinos and I just I didn't identify myself as much with them either so it's kind of like, who am I? Mhm. Mhm. 
true. You're right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so right. um, I would like we, to like okay, so be able to like sometimes do the minimum met, and not have to be uh like our second year hated for that or discriminated against year. because of that. Like sometimes um, I just want to sit. Now, why do I have to like and run? We, you know, we what if I want to like, do a little walk? Years, you know, it was the cheapest. It had like we had rats. We had right. everything. We're looking to get a rotation. Remember Squeaky and, and uh, Speedy Gonzalez? Good times. But yeah, yeah. So we and also like I remember. Leoka, Dia, and I definitely bonded a lot over this. Like, again, like, we were taking usually, like, five classes, and we were working two jobs. That's the purpose of Maybe one that made money and the other one that that. was, like, good for the resume. Um, By the way, if you guys didn't know, um, Leoka, Dia worked in the White House. And she was invited to the White House Christmas party. She also got tipsy on eggnog, so. She did, she did. But from uh, from what I've heard, the the alcohol at the White House is just like on a higher level. (laughs) Juliana's tired. She's like, oh. But you didn't know that eggnog came spiked, right? But no, it's true. Like, and just like wrap it up because like this, I realize is gonna be a very, very long episode once we like edit it or not whatnot. But I think the thing that I just want to leave a note on is that um, just kind of like it's a privilege already to be able to oh go to a university, at least for us, university like GW. But just in general, it's a privilege to be able well, we to that, um, go to university and like get a higher uh, education, eight, right? Eight, so like I think you want to be like, aware <laughs> of that um, and that we're able to fortunately somehow find with a way to like people pay for you that. trust and love. Um, but right. also with that being said, though, um, like I just kind of want yes. more. I don't kind of. Um, I want. But what anyway, I want yeah, just no, like, more access like, to. I also demand, remember. Demand. We just demand like more our access when we're in those circles. Right. I think that's the important thing because we galas that everyone needs to have a chance to be lifted up, and like not everyone is on uh, the same playing field. The only and time I got to go to one thing, of those, but let's not make it any harder than to, it has like, to be. Work it uh, at the French embassy, literally. I and you know, right? Let's exactly. Oh, and you. Know, well, on that note, Juliana, thank you so much for being our very first guest on this podcast. <laughs> Juliana thought she was going to be so awkward. You did great. And I knew that you'd be like really good for the discussion because we talk about this a lot, like between ourselves, like with like our other friend, like Layston as well. Like we, we talk about also shout out to Layston. Um, but like, Yes, I may not over tea, but <laughs> meme. Actually, actually, yeah, actually, yes. For me, I was like, actually, actually, I drink. I don't really like coffee. I mean, I'll drink it, but.
No, not really. Like, I mean, I'll drink it, but it's not my go-to. It's not the first thing I want, you know. But anyway, thank you, Juliana, for being on this podcast, our first guest. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's like our inside joke. (laughs) We used to say that. So you come here often? <laughs> I think I tried doing that with someone the other, like a couple weeks ago. Um, and like, it didn't feel the same. I was like, that's me and Juliana's pickup life for each other. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm Leo Kudia Chwafe, and this is On Her LMA. Until next time, stay hydrated, take your vitamins, be kind, and remember to always come as you are. Bye for now.